I just see you out there, Cameron. I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. Arizona Sports, our son's mega mind, Kellen Olsen, joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. Yes, Kellen Olsen is here, and the genesis of how this happened is, um, you correct me if I'm wrong, Kellen, but I believe you agreed to do this segment before the U of A Princeton game yesterday. Yeah, like noon yesterday. Okay. Um, we're going to start there. And is this, Lauren's finger hanging over the dump button right now? It uh, should be looks, if it isn't. If she just shifted over, yeah, so okay. now it is. Good to know. Um, because I know how this can be sometimes, you know, sports... They're brutal, and you want the outlet. <laughs> so I'm just yeah. going to start with, um, I, and this is a genuine question. <laughs> what happened? Like, I watched the second half of that game, and I, I still don't fully understand what happened. It's funny with something like this, in a fan's position like myself, I would often be in the same position as you, Luke, but I can tell you exactly what happened. This team is over-relied on Umar Balo and Azulis Chubelis all year. It's been clear all year that that was not going to be enough for them to get far in the NCAA tournament. It was clear that guys like Pell Larson, Kirk Carissa, Courtney Ramey, Cedric Henderson, they had to build up confidence, be assertive, be aggressive with their shot, and find that balance when the postgame wasn't working. Umar Balo came out of Maui and he looked like Pac-12 Shaq. I was calling him Pac-12 Shaq to my friends. I was saying, we're better than we were last year. Like This guy's going to average 20 and 15 in Pac-12. Why play. not go with Shaq 12? No one's going to be able to stop him. I'm just going to ignore that that comment and and keep talking. He starts getting double teamed. Uh, You know what's so great about DeAndre? He can pass out of double teams at an excellent rate. Umar Balo cannot. This team gets those two guys the ball playing high-low action. We've all seen it. Azulis Tubelis at the top, Umar Ball at the bottom. What Princeton does is they sag 10 feet off Tubelis so he can't throw that pass, and they dare him to finish at the rim over length, which is what he struggled with his entire career. It's what happened last tournament. It's what happened in this tournament again. He turns, he turns the ball over six times. He shoots 45% from the field, and there are just no adjustments, and there weren't any adjustments the entire season. I thought it was just ineptitude to a high degree from Tommy Lloyd not all year, but I think that in situations like this, at this level of basketball, it's on coaching more than it's on young players. And he just did not get any of those four perimeter players to really be at a level where five minutes left, high lows not working. It hasn't been working for the entire game pretty much. Okay, where do you go from here? Where do you run pick and roll? Where do you get motion going? All this kind of stuff. There was just no other answer. And then Courtney Ramey and all these guys are taking flack from people watching the game, but that's because they were never put in those situations all year. It just kept going back to the same high-low stuff, and it's so easy to take away from them, the doubles and the high-low. And if you go back to, to your question again, like, I don't know what happened, go on YouTube, type in Princeton, Arizona. The extended highlights from NCAA will come up featuring the 10-minute cut of the game, and you'll see every basket that Princeton scored in the second half. They just drove at them one-on-one and got to the rim over and over and over again. 20 of 26 Princeton's field. 20 of the 26 field goals that Princeton had were in the restricted area. They were at the rim. They just kept going at them over and over again. What was that about a team and size advantage again? That's Excuse me? What? <laughs> you hit on the So you look at this part. box score. Again, you gave me the mic. I'm just going to keep interrupting well, you. But you sorry. just hit it right there. 
more turnovers and assists. They were four of twenty six from three. Yep. This should have been a route. It should not have been close. And Jared Carlin probably screamed at you this morning. He I did. assume ranted something similar to what I've been telling people and what Sarah's been telling people, what Kevin Zerman over there's been telling people, like us U of A alums who have watched this team all year have been telling our fellow ASU fans like you, Luke, like you guys have a shot of making it further in the tournament than we do. Like we might not make it out of the first round. And I have receipts dating back two weeks ago on our podcast where I said if I had to say yes or no, do we make it out of the first weekend? I said no. Like I just didn't think so. So I wow. I didn't see this coming a fifteen over a two, but I said if we got the right matchup and a smart team, we were in trouble. And this was a smart team that knew what to take away what we were good at, and we had absolutely no answer for it for the second straight year. And I'm starting to look at the coach now. Do I am. You, I have higher expectations you, for my school. Do you think Tommy Lloyd is in trouble? I don't think he's in trouble at all, but I think that he's under a microscope now in the same way that Sean Miller was when he failed to meet expectations over and over again. Don't you wish that you could just fail to meet someone's expectations over and over again and they would still love you like I love U of A basketball despite the way they keep failing to meet my expectations <laughs> over and over again? Don't you wish you kept getting a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth chance from someone in your life? The way that U of A basketball gets a chance from me. Isn't Not that crazy? <laughs> Not to. Yeah, you stopped before you got to 22. Um, I, yeah, so this is the moral. Find somebody wow. who loves you the way Kellen Olsen loves U of A basketball. Killers just is fired up over this right now. And... All those kids played hard. I'm not going to point at the kids at all. Kirk Cruz is playing through a shoulder injury. He's taking a lot of flack today, too. Like, he, he's always been a streaky player. That's fine. Umar Ball is playing with a broken left hand. Like, he should not have been playing, but he was out there playing anyway, playing through a lot. So, I, I don't put anything on the kids. If anything, I put it on the coach, but this was just a poorly constructed team from the shoot, and it happened. They'll, they'll learn from it. I tell myself to form some level of optimism going into March <laughs> well, next that's year what that, Tommy said, that this too. won't happen for the third straight year. Tommy I, said minor setback or small setback. <laughs> Felt, it seemed kind okay. of big to now me. I now I need to stop talking. Now I need to stop talking. I did not know that. You mentioned four people in this building and what sort of reaction I would get from them. Um, I purposely didn't talk to Sarah about it. I almost brought Sarah coffee this morning because I was like, I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not trying to pile on. It's like I like all four of you people a lot that you mentioned. Sarah Connell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Kevin, I briefly talked to him. Jarrett, the interaction was I went out there, started to say something. He's like, say what you're going to say. And I started to say something, and he gave me basically a version <laughs> of the speech you just gave me. And I legitimately was asking him when our fantasy baseball draft was. So I never even got an answer to it. So that's that's where Jarrett is, basically where you are. So we saw that run, right? It was it was like a 9-10 point game with 10 minutes left. And then once it got down to a one possession game with four minutes left, I didn't say I yell. I throw things when I watch U of A games. Like, I'm really into it by myself looking like a lunatic in my living room. I just sat there with my hood up just sitting there watching because I just knew what was coming. I didn't know if they were going to win or lose, but I knew it was going to be sloppy and I knew they weren't ready for it at all. And I just didn't say a word. And then I tweeted and said, like, go ahead in the replies. Go ahead because a lot of people who follow me, major- majority of them are ASU fans and all me U of A fan. And I got a shellacking from a lot of people and rightfully so because it's a great weekend for ASU. And speaking from the U of A perspective, like I like the matchup against TCU. That's the team we barely beat, by the way, barely beat last year. Don't get me to last year again. In, in overtime, um, I like ASU's chances tonight. I really, really do. Yeah, yeah. See, that's, that's TCU's a tough, physical, defensive team, and that's exactly what ASU is. And usually in those kinds of matchups, it can go either way. ASU just needs a solid offensive performance from someone. It's usually been Desmond Cambridge this year. And uh, I, I like their chances again. Yeah. How about Bobby Hurley? What are your thoughts on Bobby Hurley at this point of his career? 
It's been up and down for me because the offensive system that they've run has kind of been inconsistent for me. Just looking at the stuff that they run, where do they produce offense? And the thing that I kept telling people, it's mind-blowing to me how you've got arguably the greatest college point guard of all time, and he's never really had a, a, a true point guard there. Frankie Collins comes in and he's given them a little bit of that. But their ball movement, their assist numbers have always been down. But to me, especially in college, like your team just needs to have an identity. And this year they really, really found it through their defense. It was clear like six weeks into the season that they were going to be a really good defensive team. And I think they've gotten better and better. And you just look at how this season goes. I think for all the flack that I give Sean Miller, what he always did with his teams is from October through March, they always improved, especially defensively. They just got better and better. And you look at what ASU's done right now. They've played two of their three best games of the year. They beat USC, and then the, when they're coming up, that's by far the best we've seen ASU. They're, they're peaking at the right time, and that's really good coaching. Kellen, did this make you feel better or worse to come in here and be able to vent? <laughs> I'm indifferent. I'm just okay. like a. I'm in my misery state, and nothing's going to drag me out of it. It's it's so you don't, you don't sound yeah. indifferent. You sound a lot of things, but not indifferent. Just don't ask him about the 2005 playoff. Hit the dump button. Madness. Hit the dump button. Your fingers on the dump button. Hit right. the dump button. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite team of all time: Slim Stoudemire, Hassan Adams, and. Okay. We have an Illinois person here and uh, that oh, brings it up all the time who I'm not going to address my name anymore going you, forward. This, yeah. People can't see it. Kellen's actually got his back turned to the command and Yo. control, so he can't even look at Lauren. So how's the rest of your bracket so far? Pretty good, right? I mean, not bad. I didn't feel one out. I was going to say, oh, Kellen, Kellen's the guy who doesn't, he's the one guy that doesn't do the brackets. Yeah. I don't do it. Oh, my goodness. Not, 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 you didn't fill one out. It's not that you filled one out and just shredded it after that game yesterday. You just didn't fill one out. I've never really been into the bracket thing. I got to be honest. The one guy, I'm that guy. The one guy who might get yeah. like the perfect score that they always talk about. Like, yeah. will it ever happen? It's oh Kellen. And he doesn't I'm fill stunned it right now. <laughs> just somebody tase me. Just I just really wolf. like watching the games without. So, like, if there's an upset going on, right? Like St. Peter's last year, and I have that two seat going to the Elite Eight. I don't want any part of my brain to be like, oh man, like I hope that like I want to root for the underdog every time. So yeah. that's really what I do. I, I watch these games. Like I was really rooting for Kennesaw State, not because they were playing against Sean Miller or anything, but I was just really. <laughs> for Kennesaw State this morning. Like Yesterday, of course, Princeton was the objection to me, but if, it, if they were playing any other team in the country, I would have been rooting for them the whole time. Like I just like to go through the tournament rooting for the underdog without any other stakes. Yeah, but see, that's why I use the BPI. There's no mm. there's no emotional connection. That's why you bring that cash just, every year, Mr. Wolfley, no, every year? No emotional connection. You should do it the way, Wolf. Just who cares? You're indifferent. Hardcore analytics, oh, maybe. Do it the way he says it, not me. Yeah. Do it Wolf's yeah. way. Wolf's way. He still hasn't entered his bracket on the website on ArizonaSports.com. So <laughs> he won't let me wait Luke. until the Sweet 16. Go ahead and enter your bracket. It's pretty Kellen. You can still do it, actually. You still have time. You'll still get in before Wolf. All right, Killer. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Killer. All right, that was Kellen Olson joining us right there. We didn't even ask him about the Suns. KD, he's going to be back in a couple weeks, right? Thanks, guys. All right. <laughs> oh. All right okay.